everyone! Welcome to Capes and Japes. Um, welcome to April, my birthday month. Um, I am back in my apartment, which means no more dog noises, but there was somebody a couple minutes ago somewhere outside just like really, really blasting music. So I hope that it was their car and they drove away. <laughs> But I guess we'll find out. How are you? I'm doing all right. I am all right. forcing myself to rest and not <laughs> just, like, go straight into the next project. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm very proud of myself. I have not worked on Essex at all this weekend. Um, Good job. I did do my taxes. I did clean my room. But I have not touched cosplay so i'm i'm next weekend fair game <laughs> <laughs> next weekend watch out all right well i'm proud of you yeah um today i thought we should uh finish going through uh the sort of main guardians of the galaxy team um because uh, Gamora is the last one we haven't talked about yet. Um, unless you count Nebula, who seems to be on the team now. But I don't know if there is enough to do a full episode on Nebula. Um, I guess we can find out. But for now, we've <laughs> made our way through the primary Guardians of the Galaxy. Um, so, let's talk about Gamora. Um, Gamora was created, uh, in 1975 by Jim Starlin, um, who also created, uh, Drax and Thanos, um, Man. so sort of a, you know, kind of a, a, a large hand in this whole sort of saga, um. Just like, you know what, eventually... All of these people will be on the same team. Yeah. One they're, of these days. They're all connected. Yeah. Exactly. There's a whole a whole thing going on with all of these fun little space people. Um so Gamora uh first shows up in uh Strange Tales. Um and then she and Thanos continue to appear in uh, Adam Warlock's solo series um, before going on to do a bunch more stuff. Uh, so Gamora, uh, no last name, simply Gamora. Um, sometimes space is just like that. <laughs> sometimes, you know, in space, you don't really need last names. Um, You'd think so you would she need is... more names in space because there's just, like, so many people. Mm-hmm. Like, how many Gamoras do you think there are out there? Probably a lot. There's, I mean, probably. But, I mean, you're also talking about a bunch of different, you know, planets that all have different languages. So, maybe, no, maybe some of them wouldn't come up with the name Gamora. It's... 
It's fine. As far as she's and the maybe, only Gamora. Maybe more than one planet would. Like, there's only so many sounds. <laughs> That's true. There are only so many sounds. But in space, aliens could be inventing sounds that our, our, can't, our brains can't even comprehend. <laughs> For a second, I thought you were going to say, in space, nobody can hear your name. In space, nobody can hear. Nobody knows what each other's names are in space because no one can hear them when they say it. <laughs> um. So, Gamora is the last survivor of a species of uh, pacifist, green-skinned humanoid aliens called the Zenhuberis. Um. Z e n dash. W-H-O-B-E-R-I. Um, and her entire, uh, planet is killed by, uh, Magus, Adam Warlock's evil future self, (laughs) um, that is a constant specter and threat in pretty much every Adam Warlock thing is, like, this, you know, potential future where he becomes the most evil guy in the whole world. Um, you can listen to the Adam Warlock episode for more on that. Um, I don't know how much more sense it's going to make if you listen to the episode because I don't understand a lot of stuff about Adam Warlock. (laughs) But there will be more detail, at least. It will be more comprehensive. Um, so Gamora, uh, Gamora's species is killed off by, uh, the Magus and his, uh, followers, a group called the Universal Church of Truth, and young Gamora is discovered by Thanos, um, and he... Takes her under his wing. He's like, damn, Um, I guess I'm a dad now. Damn, I guess I'm a dad. I guess I gotta be responsible for this water bottle. Um, and he, in the initial version of this story, he rescues her and he, uh, brings her back in time. Um, like 20 years. Uh, because... He is, his goal is to train Gamora to become an assassin, um, who can kill the Magus, or kill Adam Warlock to prevent him from becoming Magus. But basically, Thanos wants to eliminate, uh, Magus because, uh... Magus's plans of world domination get in the way of Thanos's plans of genocide, basically. And he knows that uh, Magus would be strong enough to stop him. So he's like, all right, I'm gonna, uh, I'm gonna get myself a personal assassin. And part of the uh, goal of bringing her back in time is that, uh, he, like, Gamora being, like, an element, like, out of time has the potential to kind of, like, disrupt, like, Magus's 
you know, sort of omnipotence um, and mess with his plans. So uh, that's that <laughs> didn't count plan. on time travel, did you, buddy? Well, did too you? bad. You didn't think this is a comic book. Yeah, you didn't think I'd have a little time traveling assassin daughter, but you should have. Um, so he starts teaching her, you know, all kinds of martial arts, tactics, weaponry, um, just, you know, assassin things, assassin things. Um, this is so, Nebula is also, um, Nebula is originally introduced as like kind of a henchwoman of Thanos um and I think it was the movie that really like established the sort of Gamora Nebula like adoptive sisters thing and then that got retconned in after the movie in like a Gamora solo series um because <laughs> they which... realize that it's good actually the thing is, like, out of all the things they could bring in from the movie, that shit's really good. Yeah, like, they did do a good one with this. Yeah. Um, it's also, like, again, Nebula's not, like, a huge character before this, and I don't think it, like, contradicts all that much to retcon it in there, and I feel the stuff it contradicts, like, doesn't. Like, necessarily, it's not really a big deal. So, it's, um, it's good, actually. It's good. So, in the original version of this story, he's basically training Gamora on her own. In current canon, he is, uh, teaching Gamora and Nebula together, um, to both be teen assassins, uh, and pitting them against each other. You know, all of that, uh, great... Assassin Traumatic family. sibling talk. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Found family parentheses evil. <laughs> um when Gamora is pretty young, um Thanos is like uh scope like scoping out this one planet and he's like, Alright, we're just like I'm I'm just seeing what's going on here. Don't like I don't want you on the surface of the planet. Like we're not here to get involved with anything. Um, and she ignores him because she's a teen and she wants to know what's going on. Um, and she goes to, uh, like takes a you know whatever like a pod or something to, uh, the surface of the planet and is immediately attacked and beaten very very badly um and thanos shows up looking for her um you know d d obliterates the people who attacked her basically um and is able to save her life by uh giving her a bunch of uh like cybernetic implants basically um so now she has like significantly enhanced physical abilities beyond what a normal person or normal zen huberi uh could do they pre pre presumably they just have like equivalent 
like human strength and speed and stuff because they are <laughs> identical to humans except for being green. <laughs> Thanks, comics. Uh, Thanks, comics. Comics, look, th here's, here's the thing. When you're doing a Star Wars or a Star Trek, I understand that most of the aliens are just going to look mostly like people because costume and makeup, etc. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, when you are drawing it, your only limit they, is your imagination and skill. Yes. They can look like anything. Guardians of the Galaxy reboot where Gamora is like a like weird sentient mist. <laughs> or like a crazy like crystal lizard. Ooh. Um, anything. But no, she has to be a sexy green lady. Um, I mean, what's sci-fi without sexy green women? God, they were like... <laughs> They were putting the Guardians of the Galaxy, the original team, together, and then they were like, oh, shit, there's no, there's no sexy green woman here. We gotta get Gamora. <laughs> um, People are gonna look at this and be like, I don't want to read that. There's not a sexy green woman. There's a sexy... What's even the point? This is supposed um, to be in space. Where's the sexy green woman? <laughs> What's a sexy green woman in space? <laughs> Um, God, uh, the Gamora solo series also, like, expands some on her time spent with Thanos and some, like, you know, various missions he sent her on. I do think it's interesting, I don't know, I don't know if this is ever explored, um, it's interesting that, uh, Gamora gets hurt so badly that she needs a bunch of cybernetic implants and then coincidentally the implants make her way way stronger for Thanos's purpose um and if you were very cynical about this relationship between an evil evil guy and his adopted daughter you'd be like hmm I wonder if Thanos uh sort of deliberately engineered that situation um or just you know we're not going down here I'm not gonna tell you why you are a teen and you are curious and you are going to go down there if I, t if I tell you this. You yes. will get very injured if you do so. Okay, good night, have fun. Bye. I'm going to yeah. conveniently leave all the controls and stuff still working and just like look the other way for a few hours. <laughs> I'm just going to be busy. Um, anyways, uh, I don't know if that's something that's ever been explored, but... It is, it's, it's something that I would consider if I was Gamora, and also if I was writing this. Um, anyways, so, uh, in the Gamora solo series, there's, like, she, uh, I think a little flashback where she, basically a story where she is, like, uh, Thanos gives her an opportunity to get revenge, and she is, like, you know, choosing between, like, taking her revenge and, like, helping people, like, that sort of, uh, situation. Um, because, like, Thanos has told her who was responsible for, uh, you know, killing her entire species. So she's fully on board for this 
uh, kill Magus plan. I do also love that, like, they were killed in the future. <laughs> she, they are not dead currently where she is. Yeah. She could just go to her planet. <laughs> she could just go there and be like, hey guys, watch out for this guy. I mean, th- it was established that they're pacifists, so they're probably just like, well, nothing we're gonna do about it. <laughs> Guess we'll die. Wait, I don't like uh, when sci-fi's like, these pacifist people are gonna be murdered, and they just accept it. Yeah. I mean, like, it's like I mean, there's nonviolent ways that they can prevent their own genocide. Yes, and it's also like, I sci-fi loves to have like an entire planet of like this whole species is pacifists. It's like all all of them. <laughs> they all feel the same way about violence. A whole species. Um, like I feel like you can have like. A planet-wide, like, pacifist culture. Yeah, it's called Vulcan from Star Trek, the original series. (laughs) But even then, Spock beats up a bunch of guys. Spock, listen, Spock will throw hands if he has to. He absolutely will. Wow. It is his duty and his right. (laughs) Um... So, ultimately, um, in the, uh, I believe in the Warlock, uh, solo series, um, Gamora does not kill Magus, but, uh, Adam Warlock does by, like, basically altering the timeline to make it so that Magus never existed and never will exist. Uh, he will exist again, obviously. It, it's comics, but it, he... <laughs> Some comics writer was conclusion... like, you know what? I like this plot point. We're bringing it back. Yeah. Um, in in the conclusion to this story, Adam Warlock manages to erase Magus from existence. Which, like, makes it so that... Okay. Gamora's... <laughs> Species was no longer killed by Magus because he's been erased. And now they were killed by another uh, alien race called the Badoon, um, which uh, is a very silly name. They're like a- It's also very close to Jadoon from Doctor Who. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Um- they're like kind of a uh l- lizardy kind of like kind of lizard monkey looking uh aliens. Um okay. They're also the ones who killed Peter Quill's mom in at least one and I think maybe the current version of Peter Quill's backstory. Um, cool, shared trauma. Yeah, they can bond over it. Um, but that is now what happened to Gamora's, uh, planet. And Gamora's- You know what would have been messed up? Yeah. If Thanos was like, cool, free genocide. (laughs) 
And I was like, this one's a gimme. <laughs> this one's mine now. So I'll just take it. I think there's maybe been a retcon since then um, that Thanos did, like, do it and blamed Magus for it. Um, which, it, like, I think, you know, if you want to really kind of get in there in the Thanos-Gamora relationship and fuck everything up more than it already was. Um, but for most of Gamora's history, it's been, uh, like, retcon to be the Badoon, and also her memories of the event are altered by this, you know, space-time altering event so that she remembers it being the Badoon. Um, so after this, uh, Gamora is like, like, well, now what? Um, and continues, you know, she's still with Thanos, but she's like, what am I supposed to do now? And Thanos is like, "I, I don't know, go, uh, find Adam Warlock and, uh, just, like, hang around him and make sure that Magus doesn't come back. (laughs) Um, so while she is doing this, um, she manages to discover, um, the fact that Thanos is planning to basically destroy all life. Um, and she is like, hey, I'm life. <laughs> hey, wait, I'm life. Um, yeah, she's uh, pretty upset about it because that was not a plan that Thanos had expressed to her. As far as she knew, he wanted to d- kill the Magus, who seemed like a pretty evil guy. Um, and... You know, he was probably doing other, like, questionable stuff, but not to the level of destroying the universe. Um, so she, uh, tries to kill him, um, and Thanos (laughs) manages to kill her right back. Um, but before she dies, uh, Adam Warlock is able to, um absorb her into the soul gem where her soul is able to kind of stay in the the soul gem soul world um so she not you know sort of alive not quite alive um she's vibing all yeah vibing um uh also in there is uh pip the troll who is another uh, Adam Warlock supporting character who is uh, killed by Thanos. Um, And Adam Warlock, I think, also ultimately sacrifices himself to stop Thanos. So uh, the three of them are in the Soul Gem for a little bit, just kind of vibing uh, in this. (laughs) Uh, soul world sleepover um, sleepover just um, me and then, adam uh, warlock and pip the troll yeah besties um and then uh thanos starts uh 
assembling the Infinity Gauntlet. Um, and Adam Warlock goes like, oh shit, that's real bad. We gotta get out of here. Uh, we gotta go try and kill Thanos again, even though it didn't work last time. Um, so Adam is able to, uh, put the three of them into three, like, bodies of people who have recently died. Uh, and then as they're inhabiting the bodies, the, uh bodies end up looking like them um and uh the three of them uh thanos gets the gauntlet and then nebula gets the gauntlet um and then warlock gets the gauntlet (laughs) um so there's a real kind of there's a a fun little uh keep away going on um but uh, they managed to stop Warlock from turning evil with the power of the gauntlet. And this is when he uh, forms the Infinity Watch, which we talked about last week with Drax, where he uh, gives each of the gems to a different person to guard so that hopefully the gems can't be assembled again, uh, you know, and someone can use them to, uh, do evil and crime, etc. Um, so Gamora gets the time gem. Um, Makes sense. And <laughs> she is from the future. <laughs> She's from the future, technically. Um, she gets some, like, kind of, uh, like, precognitive abilities as a result, which is cool. Um, but otherwise doesn't really uh use it too much um just imagining her precognitive abilities are just always just thanos is gonna betray you and she's like yeah no shit i know i know (laughs) can you tell me anything useful (laughs) ah thanos is being thanos again yeah i know um she while she is a uh, part of Infinity Watch, she um starts like developing feelings uh for Adam Warlock um which this this girl does not have a very good romantic history. Um what woman in comics does? What woman in comics does like truly uh Lois Lane, I guess. <laughs> I mean that is that is fair that is extremely fair. <laughs> but she you know that's kind of the minority. <laughs> um women in comics are constantly being paired up with men who are uh boring or terrible. Um <laughs> but she it's it's because comics are a male power fantasy. Anyway. Yeah. Yeah. You know. Um but she uh develops feelings for Adam Warlock. She ends up leaving the Infinity Watch because she gets into a fight with this guy Maxam who she has had a vision is like of like him standing over like Warlock's dead body. Um, but, uh, Warlock's like, no, I think we should still trust him. Um, and... (laughs) She's like, babe, no. Yeah. (laughs) Um, there's a lot of tension between them. They end up getting into a fight. Um, 
Adam is like, Gamora, you need to chill out. Gamora's like, I'm leaving. Um, so she leaves. Um, and then a while after that, uh, she and Adam end up, uh, saving this, like, little MacGuffin girl child named Ataleza, A-T-L-E-Z-A, who has, like, a, a, like, unspecified, like, multiverse, like, controlling powers. Um, and, uh, she and Adam end up, uh, they do start dating and then they uh take this girl into another dimension where she can be safe and they raise her together um and then it's like they she shows up a A couple of times Uh uh-huh i'm just i'm just thinking about this poor child being raised by these two adults who do not have like healthy family um Mm-hmm. role models or anything yeah i mean we don't really know how it worked out because uh i don't know what happens to this girl i don't know if she's come up again since uh that so you know good luck to her um <laughs> T- 2024 new guardians of the galaxy villain yeah like, remember that girl that they took into another dimension and then never mentioned again? She's back and she's mad about it. She's back and she's pissed off. Yeah. Um, and then, uh, she shows up in the first Annihilation, um, where she is, uh, she has formed an elite group of all woman space warriors um and they've they're called the graces and they've taken over this planet and she has a uh, a cool throne made out of dead bodies um and now she's dating nova uh i feel like a throne of dead bodies would be so nasty it would be gross like it would suck why would um, you do that to yourself, girl? <laughs> bestie, love yourself. Um, and she helps Nova during Annihilation, the first one. Um, and then in Annihilation Conquest, which we talked about last week, she and Drax um, are both infected with the techno-organic virus. Um, and are, you know, sent out by the phalanx to infect other people. Um, she, uh, is still dating Nova at this point, and Nova is like, we gotta fix the techno-organic virus, and she's like, or you could let me infect you with it, and then we can both be infected together, and it'll be super fun and sexy, and he's like, no! (laughs) I do not want that. Um. Like, absolutely not. Yeah. Um, we're gonna go see the new mutants warlock. <laughs> yeah, we're gonna go see not the warlock that you were dating that one time. New mutants warlock. Um, and new mutants warlock is able to cure the techno organic virus. Um, and Gamora is like kind of. 
unhappy about it because she's like, well, this gave me a bunch of cool powers and um, also a sense of purpose. And now I don't know uh, what to do. Uh, I guess I'll join the Guardians of the Galaxy. (laughs) (laughs) I guess I'll Um, help people. I don't know, man. I guess I'll help people. Um, so she is on the, uh, post-Annihilation Conquest iteration of the Guardians of the Galaxy. Um, you know, in, in sort of a familiar role as, like, you know, extremely cool, badass guns woman with a, a troubled past and, like, ooh, like, you know, the other team members don't know if they can trust her because she's you know, was, like, raised by Thanos and all this stuff. Um, you know, I mean, pretty, pretty standard. A lot of what people are used to from, uh, MCU Gamora. Um, I don't think she dates Adam Warlock again. Um, but they are kind of, uh, there's some tension there because of their, uh, history. Um, she does Sleep with Tony Stark, which is like, girl, honey, Gamora, come, come on, bestie, please love yourself. But uh, she's on uh, you know, on adventures with the Guardians when um, Star Lord steals the Black Vortex from his dad. Um, which is a uh, mystical artifact that uh, gives people a lot of, uh, like, enhances people's powers, but also makes them kind of unstable. Um, You know, one of those. Um, Yeah. Gamora does use it, uh, and at the end of the story, when um, a bunch of the people who have used it... um, like, give up their new powers. Gamora is like, mm, no, I'm gonna keep them. Um, <laughs> so she, uh, for a little while is just running around with these. She gets, like, a cool, um, like, space cloak that's, like, a bag of holding that she can just, like, store infinite stuff in. Um, and she can fly. Uh, she looks very cool. I'm looking at a picture of her right now. and Very um, nice. It looks rad as hell, but, uh, she goes off on her own, leaves the Guardians, um, tries to track down and kill Thanos and is not able to do it, and then ends up coming back to the Guardians and, uh, finding Thanos and fighting him again. Um, there's a point, a point during, I think, um... A point where, like, they beat Thanos and uh, Gamora has a chance to kill him and she decides not to. And, you know, one of those character development moments. Um, One of those, like, I'm better than you. I am not my upbringing. Which, like, is fine, but also sometimes just go for it, girl. Sometimes you deserve to. Sometimes you get to kill your dad. Um, This is comics. It's comics. I mean, the thing is, 
it's like, it's one of those things that I don't think is bad on its own. And I no. even think it's like a good trope. It's just that like, it, just, it happens so much. <laughs> it's every single time. I'm like, no, you know what? Sometimes I, they should. Sometimes it would be fine if you killed this evil dad or, you know, whoever it is. That's how I felt about, um, like, the scene was very good, but I felt this in the new, the Robert Pattinson Batman. I'm like, Catwoman should have killed him. Catwoman should have (laughs) killed that man. She deserved it. He deserved it. And it's like a very, like, touching scene where... Batman's like, oh, he does deserve it, but you shouldn't have to be the one to do it. And that, it's like, I that, did like that take on it, you know? I did like that take. Like, that's at least like something compelling, but I'm also yeah. like, just, just, just fucking kill this dude. <laughs> um, but, anyways, um, in like 2018, 2019, there is this event called Infinity Wars. Um, which sort of kicks off with, uh, well, there's a bunch of stuff going on. Loki is doing, uh, something with the, uh, elders of the universe. This is, I think this is tied in with the thing where he, like, uh, poisons the gardener and makes him go crazy. And then the gardener kills Groot or whatever. But the sort of the main thing that's happening is that Gamora um realizes that a um is like having dreams where she's communicating with this like old woman version of herself and she realizes that there is a part of her soul that is still inside the soul gem so she's like okay i need to get the soul gem um so i can get that part of my soul back um, and, uh, she has the guardians helping her, and she's also simultaneously sort of, like, uh, going behind their back, like, she's, like, um, going to the grandmaster and being, like, hey, if we do jobs for you, will you help me find the soul gem? Um, uh, she, like, d- goes to the grandmaster and... The collector, I think. Um, they, and basically what happens is she, um, gets like more and more obsessed with this and is going to like greater and greater extremes. Um, she like steals, uh, Peter has the, uh, power gem and she like steals it from him. Um, and, uh, turns, like, and powers up a sword with it, um, and then uses it to kill Thanos, so Thanos can't get the gems, um, and, uh, puts on, like, this, like, uh, full body armor and starts calling herself Requiem, um. That's a kick-ass name, though. Like, it's badass. Like, if you have, like, a, you know, like, a sword and, like, rad space armor and you kill your dad and you call yourself Requiem, like, that's pretty cool. Like, I know you're, like, doing, um, you know, you're the villain of this crossover, but, uh, it's rad as hell. We Um, support women's wrongs. (laughs) 
Literally. Um, so she, uh, like, keeps looking for the, uh, stones, almost kills Peter, um, manages to get the soul gem and get her soul back, and then I, 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 I'm not sure, I haven't read this, so I don't know what the exact motivations are or, like, how deeply this is explored. Um, so if someone has, um, can you explain this to me? But then she uses the Infinity Stones to fold the universe in half, which is where we get, uh, a bunch of characters who get smashed together into, uh, one character, except for Drax, who gets split into the two parts of himself. It sounds like a writer wanted an excuse to do a fun thing. Yeah, like a like a, a goofy character mashup thing. Um, th- yeah, realistically, yeah. Uh, and then basically, this uh, the event concludes. Drax sacrifices himself to help get everybody out of uh warp 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 world. Um, and uh, <laughs> Gamora's kind of like, all right, um. I made some, uh, bad choices there, uh, and, uh, Adam Warlock, uh, takes the Infinity Stones and is, uh, like, okay, I'm going to send you to- Detention. Detention. Go go to the principal's office. I'm gonna send you to the principal's office, basically. I'm gonna send you- to a random uninhabited planet to think about your choices. Um, Damn, he really did just send her to the corner, huh? He put her in the corner. Um, but, uh, since then, well, obviously, uh, you know, there's still some tension with everyone because of that, but, uh, Gamora is no longer a supervillain. It was just for a hot minute. Um, there's another um storyline where they find out that Thanos is planning to like basically resurrect himself using somebody else's body and they all they're all like, "Oh, obviously it's going to be Gamora." So <laughs> the uh guardians all like like get together to try and uh prevent Gamora from being uh possessed by Thanos. Um and then it turns out it's not Gamora, it's, uh, Thanos's brother, uh, Star Fox. Um, so Gamora's okay and is not Thanos, but, uh, they, you know, have to deal with that whole <laughs> Star Fox thing. Um, Do you think they're like, oh shit, I forgot he had other family? Ah, <laughs> oh, god damn it. I forgot there were people besides me. You know, Thanos never talked about his brother much. I'm not really that surprised that I forgot he existed. Yeah. Um. Uncle Star Fox. Uh, my, uh, our, our good, our good pal, Uncle Star Fox. Um, yeah. And, uh, since then she's still been, you know, with the Guardians. Um, I, I don't, I don't foresee that, like, really changing in the near future um because 
you know, the MCU version of her has become so iconic and recognizable. Um, like, I, d obviously the thing with her, uh, becoming evil was not going to be permanent. Um, because, you know, she's, she's pretty, uh, she's extremely recognizable at this point, And the character is worth a lot of, uh, money. It's valuable IP, as yeah. the kids say. <laughs> um, but I do, like, I do think she's cool. I, um, I think, you know, there's a lot of, uh, compelling stuff there with her and Thanos, which, you know, it's obviously, like, they've latched on to that in the MCU, but that's cool. The stuff with Nebula, as we mentioned, is very cool. Good addition, IMO. Um, and, you know, I think it was maybe her right to get a sword and, um, start using a cool name and kill her dad and become evil for a little bit. I think she earned it. Just the God number of women times. women do anything. <laughs> Just another number of times she's been done dirty. Like, she does Truly. deserve a little murder as a treat. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Um... I don't know if you read any comics. Um, I did there were... not. <laughs> I did see two movie trailers, though. Yeah, there were some exciting trailers that uh, helpfully or I guess dropped. A movie trailer and a TV trailer. Yeah, that was that. I I kept forgetting whether Secret Invasion was a movie or a series. Um. But yeah, the trailers for Secret Invasion, the uh, Disney Plus series, and uh, Blue Beetle, the movie, both came out. Um, one of those much more exciting, I think, for us than the other. <laughs> I mean, with <laughs> Secret the... Invasion, we do get the potential of Teddy. I'm um, very excited about the potential of Teddy. Um, however... In mm -hmm. Blue Beetle, we have the guarantee of Jaime. The 100% guarantee of our beautiful, beloved baby boy, our sweet son, Jaime Reyes. Um, it looks very charming. Um, I am cautiously optimistic. I am cautiously optimistic. Um, there was, uh, I, I also, I, I, quickly caught up on the uh discussion in the discord um after i watched it earlier um i do think uh it's like cuz you don't you only there's only like two or three lines from the scarab um and like given <laughs> what like a major role the relationship to the scarab plays in Jaime's whole deal. I'm like, the fact that we only heard it a couple of times makes me think that they, like, the voice does maybe change at some point during the movie. Um, but we will see. Um, I don't want to watch a movie where, like, one of the main characters sounds like an Alexa. I don't, I, I don't want to. Listen, I don't want to listen to a GPS the whole time. I don't want to listen to a GPS. I 
love the scarab, and I love the whole- I mean, obviously, I love <laughs> the whole, like, scarab, Kajida, Jaime situation, the whole thing that's going on there. Um, I mean, of course we love Jaime. He was one of the first episodes. Yeah, we we really... The Jaime episode... I mean, if people haven't listened to the Jaime episode, it is one of my favorites. I know, like, it was a long time ago, and I think I still had a pretty bad microphone, so the quality is probably pretty rough, but we do both start crying <laughs> during <laughs> the episode. <laughs> With the sheer depth of emotion. We just um, love this boy so much. We can love this boy. Um so that's very exciting. Um the Secret Invasion trailer looked cool. Um, it looked interesting. It looks interesting. It's a little bit odd to me that they like don't really spend any time on like the whole premise of secret invasion which is like you know the idea that uh we're under attack from shape-shifting aliens who can look like anybody so you have you know no idea if the person you're talking to is actually the real person or is an alien in disguise um which like is like a cool and like pretty straightforward idea i mean Maybe um, they're just trying to, like, keep that part under wraps for people who are not aware of the comic series. Possibly. And they just think that it's, like, a cool Nick Fury adventure. And then it's like, oh, shit, these guys have been aliens this whole time who are trying to undermine him, but he thought that they were allies. Did they? May hey, hey, quick yeah, question. Yeah. yeah, yeah. We did see Maria Hill. Did we yes. ever hear Maria Hill speak in this trailer? I don't think so. I am going to make a prediction. Uh-huh. She's gonna be a scroll. Oh no, Maria got scrolled. What if I'm sorry, what about the end of the scene? Nick Fury's been a scroll the whole time. It's not the real Nick Fury that we've been following on this adventure. It's actually <laughs> it's been you it's know a what? scroll that went too deep. It's just everybody is scrolls, and they all think the other person is not scrolls. Um, <laughs> I mean, do you I think like, we're gonna I, get the super scroll? I don't remember any casting announcements or anything, so this is just pure vibes. <laughs> it is pure vibe. They've they've also they've been a little cagey with the casting announcements because I remember there was that whole thing where. Amelia Clark was cast, and, like, I remembered her being cast as Abigail Brand, and then I looked, and it didn't say Abigail Brand, and then someone in the Discord clarified, like, people think she's still Abigail Brand, but they're just, like, trying to keep <laughs> the casting, like, secret. Um, so... Which, like, who let people know who's in your goddamn things. Like, if people like an actor, they will see it because that actor is in it. Like, yeah. just let people know. And, like, if people like a character, they'll see it to see the character that they like. like I know. I love Abigail like, Brand, and I want to know if I'm going to see her. Just let us know if she's there. Yeah. Um, I, like, I also, like, I, I 
Agree. I think Sam in the Discord was like, I feel like this would have been like a better like next phase of the MCU. And I'm like, because yeah, it, it like it is cool. Like yeah. it is a, a cool thing to be happening to have, you know, like kind of each, you know, individual like storyline be like, oh, now we got to figure out who the scrolls are. Um, Unless they're, like, introducing this early so that we don't forget about the scrolls, and then it's going to be something more later maybe. in other things. Yeah. I mean, we do have um, the Marvels coming up, which uh, presumably is going to deal with a bunch of the space stuff, and has been where I've been hoping Teddy will show up, but maybe he'll show up in this. I'd be stoked. Um, Even just like a little cameo, just just a little one. Just I mean, he's Pe- one of the last ones I think that we're missing because we've I seen mean, we've, we've got Cassie, we've got Cassie, uh, Eli, Kate, Kate, baby Billy and Tommy, <laughs> tiny, tiny other dimensional children. Yes, America Chavez. Yes. Um. We haven't gotten Novar yet. We haven't but gotten Novar, but Novar's also Novar's in a later the second edition. one. So, yeah. Yeah. And we have We do have Kid Loki somewhere out there. Kid Loki's out there and we have we have Kang. We, we do have, have Kang. We have oh my a God. Kang. Um he, so he, I mean, here you go. Like God, I'm just imagining tiny Kang coming in being like, "What's up?" What's up? It's me, Kid Kang. It's me, Iron Lad. Uh I, for God. Um so we'll see. Um I did also read uh some comics. Uh oh, the nice. first issue of Waller versus Wildstorm came out, which I've been uh excited for for a long time. Um due to my deep deep love of Amanda Waller. <laughs> um the first issue is cool. There's a lot of, uh, you know, like, Exposition. government, like, oh. espionage, yeah. you know, kind That'll of. That'll do it. Yep. Um, you know, international relations type stuff. Um, but Amanda Waller is there, and she is Amanda Wallering her little heart out. Um... Brief appearances from Adeline Kane, who is the other reason I'm most excited about this, because Adeline Kane f- fucking rules, um, <laughs> and is uh, supposedly going to play a major role in this story, um, and a very um, a very good Lois, a like ve- like at least in this first issue, Lois is kind of like the POV character, um, and I. It's like a uh it it's like a, a younger Lois. It's like pre you know, present timeline. Um and it's like a fun like I feel like a lot I love Lois and I think she's great, and I feel like there are some like versions of Lois currently that can kind of fall into that like trap of like taking a competent woman and making her like only Mother personality wife. trait be like, oh, she's the competent one. Like, she's the one with the brain cell. Like, she solves all the problems. Mm-hmm. Um, 
Which is better than some alternatives. But I'm also like, she can like she can also be a person though. Um, yeah. And it is fun to see this is like a version of Lois that is like very much, you know, a person and fallible um, and is, you know, making mistakes. And it's not entirely clear if she's, you know, 100% in the right or not. So that's fun. Um, but it was cool. I'm excited to see more of my beloved evil girl boss, Amanda Waller. <laughs> um uh and I think that was everything. There is also supposed to supposedly supposed to be a Spider-Verse 2 trailer this week. Um so hopefully we will be able to talk about that next time. Um There is also Owl House this week. So yeah, there is Owl House. There is It's not um, comics related, but it is us related. <laughs> It is it is very relevant to us personally. Owl House finale Saturday. Um wish wish us luck. <laughs> um and if if you are also an Owl House watcher, good good luck. Good luck to us all. Um if you want to keep up with us online, you can follow us on Twitter, Tumblr, Instagram, uh Facebook at Capes and Japes. You can uh, send us an email to capesandjapes at gmail.com. Uh, we have a Discord server where, uh, as mentioned, everyone was uh, talking about the Blue Beetle trailer earlier. Um, so uh, feel free to come by, talk about the Blue Beetle trailer and, you know, many other topics. Um, we have a Patreon. If you want to support us on there, you can get bonus content watch stuff with us help us pick what we talk about um if you can't support us on patreon but you want to help out the show leaving a rating and review is extremely appreciated um telling a friend about the show if you think that they uh might be interested in it and just coming back and joining us as you have done once again today so thank you for being with us on this episode of Capes and Japes, I have been Olivia. And I have been Briar. And as always, we support women's wrongs. Let them be people making mistakes and fucking up and killing their dads, maybe. <laughs> Truly, if you take nothing else away from this podcast, know that we support women's wrongs. <laughs> Thank <laughs> you.